0: Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. What up Bengals fans and welcome to another episode of the Locked Bengals podcast. Joe introduced us. As always, you can find the podcast on the Himalaya podcast app on Google Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, you name it. We're probably there. This episode also brought to you in part by Blue Chew. Today we continue our countdown to kickoff. We talk about Madden rookie ratings, and uh, there was a 40-yard dash hosted by a former Bengal. I don't know if any of you saw it. I think it was like a pay-per-view event, but there were some highlights on Twitter. And also
2: a stat that I don't want the Bengals to be last in, and they are.
0: Hmm. Yeah, like in, in a vacuum, it's not a bad thing, but right. in, in the context of the league, is probably not great. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 It- I was going to say you do anything fun for Canada Day cuz we took a day off there, Jake.
0: I don't really celebrate Canada Day. How do they celebrate Canada Day? It's the same as 4th of July. Okay. It's it's Canada's birthday.
2: Get together, they have fireworks.
0: Yeah, there's fireworks. Some of my friends <laughs> went to fireworks. My birthday was was Sunday, so for me it's just the day after my birthday. Right, right. But yeah. but there there are reasons not to celebrate Canada Day. There are
2: reasons not to. <laughs> okay,
0: there, there's some pretty significant uh, political baggage to to Canada Day really? as as um, Indigenous rights and and ah. Indigenous land. It's, it's a similar issue in the states. I think it's much less talked about. Yeah. In in the U.S. than in Canada. Yeah, because I was going to say Fourth uh, of July though is pretty widely celebrated. Yeah, but you would have the same issues probably if you talk to. Native American groups in the U.S. Oh, for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah. I live in a a very uh, well represented area for Native Americans. Mm-hmm.
0: I'll see what they say. I mean, yep. the U.S. Uh, we're, let's not get into politics. Today's no, countdown to not. kickoff.
2: <laughs> this is this oh, is two
0: episodes of... in a row. I'm getting in trouble.
2: You are a lot of comments.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, a lot, like three. Well, I mean, I I didn't mean about that. I mean, overall, the interaction is pretty good. <laughs> well, about a lot of different things.
0: Oh, really? Are you getting some messages? No,
2: you've seen So it has been a lot of interaction on Twitter. It's been nice.
0: Yeah, it's fun. It's funny. Uh, Today's countdown to kickoff features the best number and also the worst number? Yeah, that's fair. That's
2: extremely fair. (laughs) (laughs) If If you've lost count with us, that means we're on 69 and 68. And you know who both those guys are. Does anybody
0: know who 69 is? If you know who 69 on the Bengals is before we tell you,
2: I'll be proud of you. Right. You've got five seconds to guess it. And it's not Jack off. All right. It is Niles Scott, defensive tackle.
0: Niles Scott was a four-year player at Division three Frostburg State, which is not north of the wall, but is in Maryland.
2: That's definitely a northern... No. Not Maryland. Frostburg's in, in Maryland. It's in Maryland. Jeez. He played
0: 43 games at Frostburg State. Had That's 43 be tackles for a loss and 25 and a half sacks.
2: That's disappointing. I want him to be from like Greenland.
0: That would be fun. Frostburg State, Maryland.
2: Okay. But I do remember when he was when he was acquired. He was, he was a defensive tackle for the Broncos and uh yep. Bengals. Got him off the practice squad or waivers? I don't
0: remember. Signed off the Broncos practice squad on November okay. 22nd, 2018. Yep. He played six games. Nope. Four. Six games for the Cincinnati Bengals in 2018. He had four tackles.
2: Okay. How many snaps? Do you have that? Uh, not, not yet. Because I don't have that in front of me. I was pulling up the blue uh thing we got to read later. So I'm a, a little, little odd. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Spoiler you, apparently, you guys have been subscribing like
0: crazy. Let's see what Niles Scott did for the Cincinnati Bengals in 2018. Niles Scott. He must have played one of the fewest amount of snaps. He had 46 snaps. Actually graded pretty well on his 46 snaps, but... Uh, You're kidding me. Small, small sample size. Yeah.
2: 40s. All right, fine. That's okay. Yeah. There's another guy to add to the mix of... Uh, I I don't have a grade on it. You know, I was when we originally were going to do this countdown to kickoff, I thought, well, I have grades. Last year I did a top 50 Bengals players did a scattering report on every single player for the athletic and I thought maybe we'll just do something like that. And then, you know, as I was going through it, I was like, well, a lot needs to be updated. You know, what? we're already behind. Let's do this. But I do think we'll eventually we'll get to be maybe before the season starts to do a top 25 or something like that. But I was thinking all when I did the list, there's a lot of players that um that that we've gone over so far in these first thirty numbers that aren't even on the list. Now Scott would be one, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even have a grade for him. He,
0: he did get remarkably good grades looking at this from Pro Football Focus as an interior guy. He he graded well as a run defender. Uh pretty good tackling grade where he had tackles, which is only the first three games he played in. So he's mostly out there at two eighty as a run defender on the interior, which is interesting,
2: weird. Yeah, so he definitely has to be a three-tech, right? He, you would so was gonna say
0: generally, but against the Chargers, pro football focus hasn't listed as a nose tackle, which means he got more of,
2: his, more of his snaps and nose than anywhere else, I think. Chargers were dealing with some stuff, because I remember, uh, who else was it? Ringo had his best game versus the Chargers, and I want to say Billings also. Sure. Because we talked about both those guys, and I remember you saying the Chargers. Chargers still handily won the game. Was it handily? Wasn't it? I remember it being 14-7 or maybe 17-7, and the Bengals were on the one-yard line, and they're going for it on fourth down. This is after Jeff Driscoll uh, was called down at the inch-yard line. Remember this? Because they said he gave up because he dove head first. Yeah. Uh Yeah, and the next play. So they're going for it fourth and one. They're going to either tie it up or be within three if they, if they make this. And Alex Redmond false starts. What's week 14?
0: Oh, yeah, they lost 26-20. 26-21.
2: Yeah, and that was a touchdown right there off the board.
0: Yeah, I remember that. That was ridiculous. But that is the new rule. I remember everyone was losing their minds on Twitter, and I was yeah. like, yeah, that's the rule. If you,
2: right, you drive as a quarterback, you're just down. Yeah. Now, I do think there are ways they could tweak it afterwards. You know, when I first read it, I said, Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. You see this all the time. And remember Andy Dalton fumbling the ball against the Chargers in the playoff game diving forward? You're really unprotected as a quarterback. That happens in Madden all the time. You dive but, forward. but
0: then there was that study they did where they – or maybe it wasn't a study, but they found that maybe there were less injuries when when quarterbacks dove forward. I think defensive players have gotten better about hitting quarterbacks as they slide, but you remember that Trent Green injury.
2: Oh, yeah. And week one uh, – Sean Williams got ejected for hitting right. I it was Andrew Luck, yes. Yeah. Well and I and, like, and, and I
0: thought that, that was I can't remember. There was didn't he get ejected twice from games last year? He may have been. One of them I remember thinking was wrong, and it might have been the Andrew Luck one, but it might not have been.
2: I've got so many thoughts on hitting, and we'll, I'm sure we'll get to it because it comes up frequently oh, yeah. when, when uh, the season starts it,
0: it'll it'll come up it'll be relevant
2: yeah so i'm not going to get into it now Fair so right. that's Nile scott number 69 you got no, any I, fun I facts have, or? i
0: have no real fun facts he was a two-time conference defensive player of the year and second team all state in maryland okay So i don't know how often you see guys go from second team all state in high school to the nfl but niall scott's done it and he has been around since he was signed, I believe, as a college
2: free agent.
0: Yeah, I think yep. he was.
2: Just last year, he's a rookie, so. So, you ready for number sixty eight? Maybe one of the most often talked about players on the team? On this podcast, at least. And let me tell you something, Joe.
0: The people are sick of it. They're sick they're sick of us talking about him.
2: Yeah. Why? I don't know, man. No, I, I really Question why in the number sixty if you didn't negative. know is Bobby Hart. Right. Is that is it that people don't wanna be negative? Is it that is it wrong to focus on the most negative part of, of a team? I think it's wrong to focus
0: on the most negative part of a team, like to exhaustion. Sure. But I mean every time so the reason it's coming up is because anytime we talk about the offensive line, which we have been because there have been injuries reported and not reported. And and so we're going to talk about the tackles. And when we go through this countdown to kickoff, and we're almost through the offensive lineman now, there are no backup tackles on this roster. Right. So we're going to talk about the starting tackles, one of whom is injury prone, the other of whom is Bobby Hart.
2: And I think he's come up so often because he was bad, number one, and then they signed him to a good extension, a decent paid extension. Yeah. yeah, it was a bad, bad contract. Yes, you're right. Bad contract. And then they draft a tackle. And then they don't replace Bobby Hart still when they had the chance, right? Well, they only acquire
0: one tackle because they don't grow on Walmart trees.
2: Exactly. And that also, right, the, the, the Blackburn rant that really got us fired up. So there's been a lot of conversation. There's been a lot of big topics. There's been more big topics about Bobby Hart than there has been about Andy Dalton. So let's find Green. some positives on Bobby Hart, shall we? I'll tell you from an evaluation standpoint, positives. He's durable and he's nasty. And I like those two things on the offensive line. He's got some girth, some size to him, bluechew.com, and he will fight you and he'll, 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 he'll try and wrestle guys to the ground. And, and I like that kind of thing. Now, if that's the best thing I can talk about, then that means he has some weaknesses. But those are the positives. I can see Jim Turner definitely liking those areas. He was
0: a high school teammate of Giovanni Bernard. Really? St. Thomas Aquinas? It must have been. Yep, St. Thomas Aquinas High School in Fort Lauderdale.
2: That's like part the, of the number team that 1 went to high the, school.
0: They were the number 3 nationally ranked team. Yeah. And they won a state championship. He played in the Under Armour All-Star game. Was a 3-year starter at Florida State. Let's see. Doesn't look like he won any accolades at Florida State, despite being a three-year starter. Oh. <laughs> he did start as a 17-year-old true freshman in 2011, which is interesting.
2: Yeah, it's impressive. He is young. He's, he'll be 25 this year very soon.
0: And and 25 going into his fourth, fifth, fifth year? It's got to be year. fifth. Fifth year,
2: yeah.
0: yeah, which is young. Right. Very young, seventeen in college. I wonder what his high school was about. Where he does that mean he just started real early, late? What's I don't know.
2: Some people graduate at seventeen.
0: I wonder if he skipped a grade.
2: Yeah, maybe he did. Uh, Usually, when you're an athlete, though, they may help. They sometimes they hold these guys back so that you're on the other end of that, where you're yeah. one of the older guys on the team. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, he had. I'd say four, five pretty good games last year. The first was week three against Carolina. He had a 79.7 pass block grade okay. against Miami in week five. He had a 70 pretty much across the board, a little bit worse against Pittsburgh in week six. He had another 79.8 pass block. And then grade. the bucks and against Cleveland in week 12, he had a 75 run blocking grade with a 68 pass blocking grade. Against Cleveland in Week 16, another 71, 72 pass block grade, 75, or sorry, 72 run block grade, 65 pass block grade. So a couple of decent games against Cleveland, but his good games are like 70,
2: right? Were there, Th- those are his good games. We're happy to, we're happy to get that because we don't get it often. It's funny because when I posted uh, Joe Mixon's 20-plus yard runs, right, and he, I think he led the league or was second in the league. And a lot of them are will highlight some Bobby Hart blocks, and he gets the job done and mix and cuts to the outside, and it looks good. And a lot of people say, "Wow, I, you know, I didn't realize he had so many good blocks." And my response to that was, "Well, yes, you know, it it's the negatives that stand out more than anything. It's because he has so many negative plays. It's not that he doesn't have positive plays." It's that his negatives happen so often that they begin to overshadow his, his positive plays.
0: And, and PFF tracks us. They don't track it in a way that's public, but maybe we can get somebody on and they can tell us right. his uh, win rate, loss rate. Because yes. it's it looks like it's pretty close to 50-50. And you don't, you don't want 50% of your blocks to be losses in the running game.
2: I feel like they would have mentioned that if it was... Even semi good, right? Because they've they've tried to uh, dissect this move and this extension. Yeah,
0: maybe we can, we, uh, we can we can ask our guy. Yep. we have a PFF guy.
2: We do. We're gonna get him on here, right?
0: Yeah, we got to get him on. That's Evan McPhillips.
2: I just started following him. I didn't know I didn't follow him on Twitter.
0: And, and maybe uh, it'd be nice if we could get the new Tyler Dragon. I asked him. He, Who's uh, that? The new the new Enquirer guy. Oh, that's right, Tyler Dragon. That's awesome. It's such a cool name, Dragon. But uh, he did not answer my tweet.
2: Oh, you you sent him a tweet.
0: I'll have to ask him again sometime. Bobby Hart's year was really bogged down, I think, by two really bad games. Week one against Indianapolis, he gave up five
2: pressures. Marcus Hunt destroyed him.
0: Yep, not a good game, and he had a terrible run blocking grade. And then week thirteen against Denver, Von Miller, of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, what what do you want? Bobby you remember Hart's that game, Von Miller.
2: Bobby Hart was yelling at uh, Jeff Driscoll after giving up a sack.
0: Yeah, that's been we talked about that
2: a few times. Oh, we didn't. I'm sorry. I don't mean no, to no, no, it's, old it's, Bobby Hart stuff.
0: It's it's, it's memorable. Um, he. Finished the year relatively well, I guess. He only gave up two pressures a game, and he didn't have any penalties for the last three games of the season. So, I mean, if if you get the last three games of Bobby Hart for a whole year, then you're getting average right tackle play. So okay. that's what we hope for from Bobby Hart. We hope for average. I mean,
2: hoping for more, I think, would be pretty foolish. I agree, because you do see some people saying... Well, maybe he's just hitting his stride or his, his, you know, wherever his career is going to end up. Uh, maybe a, a change in coach. Well, yada, 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 yada. Maybe they see something and everyone else doesn't see. PFF and film watchers and all these guys, right? So Bengals are right and everyone else is wrong type of thing. Um, I think even those people should hope for average play. I, I think that that's a reasonable
0: best case outcome. Right. I agree. Well, I think that should wrap up our Bobby Hart conversation. I tried to be as positive as I could. I hope the people that are sick of us ragging on Bobby Hart appreciate the efforts to which we took on this particular podcast to highlight the positives and the ceiling for Bobby
2: Hart's 2019. He's the worst starter they have. So it's not like we, um, you know, focus just on... Just like that. Just dashing what? all the goodwill. I just killed it? <laughs> Who is the, if it's not Bobby Hart, who is the worst projected starter? Uh
0: what uh like like uh Nick Vigil maybe? No. Uh well grading wise, very similar. Pre-PFF grade wise. Vigil has
2: some qualities.
0: Though. Vigil has and... some traits, but in terms of production, but he's got some production traits
2: too. As in like he uh, defensive have, he... stops?
0: His grading has gone from, like, a 50 to a 55 to a 60 in three years or something. That's progress. Yeah, you could say the same thing for Bobby Hart. Okay. I'm I'm just saying.
2: Vigil's better impressed than Brown.
0: I'm just saying. And I don't care what
2: BFF says. uh,
0: And I know. From a traits perspective, I don't disagree with you at all. From a production perspective, which I trust BFF on.
2: I'd love to have both, obviously. You want traits and production. Mm Mm-hmm. But if well, I have trades neither, and no
0: production, you're going to wash out of the league.
2: But if I have no production and no traits, I don't even get a chance. At least Vigil yeah. has some traits.
0: I am not disputing that. Uh, the other one, say, the other one would be the center, Billy Price.
2: Yeah, and whoever left guard is at this point, right?
0: Uh, maybe, probably,
2: because we don't know what that is right now, and we don't. And I think tight end could have its issues also.
0: I think that. Tight end issues will be muted compared to right tackle issues.
2: I agree. I think you can hide it way more than yeah. you can, and because the positives are there, the traits, as we said with linebacker Vigil, traits at tight end can be managed and used to to an advantage.
0: Yeah, it's just it's just a tight end is going to hurt you less than a linebacker is going to hurt you. Is going to hurt you less than a right tackle is going to hurt you. Completely agree. Yeah. right Take a break. Yeah. Yeah.
1: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: Guys, let's talk about sex. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, you can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up as twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Let me tell you, we get free samples, and if you think Marshawn Lynch has a good stiff arm, you've seen nothing yet. Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visits, no waiting at the pharmacy. The and best of all. No awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than the pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code On. Just pay the $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code On to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper Bastard choice, And we thank them for sponsoring the Locked On Bengals podcast. And we are back, Jake and Joe, with the Locked On Bengals podcast. So, Jake, segment two here, we're going to talk about uh, one thing we want to update on, because we talked about this last week. Yeah, it had to be last week. And we were wondering how this would work, the process would work, but Chad Johnson was hosting 40-yard dash tournament There were no Bengals competing in it, but we we did wonder how a few of these guys would do. One guy, I remember we said Elvin Kamara shouldn't uh, go very far, and he was outed in the first round, I believe, by Robbie Anderson, wide receiver of the New York Jets. The winner was Marquise Goodwin, who is a track athlete, I want to say. He actually competed in the Olympics. He's trying to go to the Olympics this year, I think, or whenever the next Olympics is. When he took a year off of football, I believe he tried also, and this was with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, but he's super fast, obviously. No surprise to me. He's comes away as the fastest man in this competition. Uh, who did he beat in the final? You know, I didn't see who he beat. I, that's what I was going to look for. It was a guy that I, I didn't recognize the name, and I wanted to click on it to see uh, get some information on him because there was a couple to, guys there that were fast, but like backup, backup, backups.
0: I'm trying to find a uh, a bracket. Like, the, a results bracket,
2: and I can't. Well, I um, I used the Google machine for, for mine.
0: You, did you find a results bracket?
2: No, I did not. I just Googled to see who won it.
0: All right, the results are on Yahoo Sports and Pro Football Talk. Marquise Goodwin beat Dante Jackson by .05 seconds. So I guess it's a little bit more than, I, than it looks like. .05 seconds is really not that much, which maybe puts that into context a little bit, right? When right,
2: have
0: like a 4-4-2 four, four. versus 4, four seven. Yeah. I mean, that—that that's sometimes that's a big deal at the
2: combine. Not a big deal, but, you know. And Dodger Jackson was fast. He was a rookie last year at LSU, intercepted the Bengals in that week three game two times, I believe. Yeah. Must be a starter then, huh? He is a starter. Rookie starter. Well, was, now year two. Interesting.
0: There are a couple of free agents in it. Jacoby Ford isn't on a team. Charles Charles James the is isn't on a the team. There's a one million dollar prize, so I guess it shouldn't be surprising that some not some uh free agent showed up. That's a lot of money to win.
2: Jacoby Ford's still kicking around, huh? I mean he's a free agent, but he was good. Remember him as a return man? Slot guy? I remember Jacoby Ford, yes. Yeah. Ted Ginn That's... did not show up. He sparked the idea and did not show.
0: Yeah. And the picture that has Marquise Goodwin receiving a giant $1 million check, Chad Senko Chad Johnson isn't even in it. But he was he the host, apparently. So
2: I would have liked to see him run, even though I oh, bet he runs yeah. like a 4.6 right now. That's impressive for, for Chad Johnson at this point in his life.
0: But he definitely stays in shape. Yeah, if he ran like a 4.6.5, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Speaking of guys that stayed in shape, you see uh Hawkins Twitter account today? Andrew Hawkins? Andrew Hawkins? No. He went from full on dad bod to uh, to
2: like cut up in about a month and a week. Okay, but he was cut up. So is that different than a guy who's like take me dad bod I mean, completely? There's there's a couple
0: things right like he's got that athlete genes he's got athlete Definitely. metabolism he's got ap- athlete supplements he's got you know and he's no stranger to a gym or, or yeah, a workout regimen workout yeah but it's pretty striking to look at the before and
2: after like I will he, look at it I'm not trying to knock him down it's it's unbelievable
0: like there's people literally commenting like what this is not like what's your routine because did
2: this, he post his routine.
0: Uh, no. Made up a lifting routine. Did two day, two a days. Abs every day. Ran twice a day. Sprints, not distance.
2: Meal oh, Jesus, plan. Yeah. yeah.
0: So now he's taking
2: his gut out, right? He must be. That's. I look like that in picture one. Yeah. I've never looked like picture two. Yeah, well, you can do it in forty <laughs> days. I doubt it. I would so, like to I, I would love to try something like that. Start doing two days. Who would win in a race right now between you and I, Jake? Uh
0: so I got a buddy who's six six and you're you're six three, right? Yeah. And I'm just under six, so the length, the leg length, the stride length is, is an actual factor. I was normally sure sprinters just, are
2: tall, right? Well, you yeah, bolt and all Bold. them.
0: Yeah. He wins because he takes one less step in the 100 than everyone else. Sure. Like, it's an actual thing. Shorter guys are more agile, normally quicker. Yeah, like, change of direction, I probably would get you pretty easily. But straight line, you, you might you might get me just because I imagine our legs probably go similarly quickly at this point in our lives. But you got, you know, a couple more inches there.
2: Um, what do you think you run right now? You ever been timed on a 40? A long time ago. Yeah, me too, a long time ago. High school.
0: Yeah, like right now I'd probably run like a five two, maybe.
2: Oh, I bet I'd be even slower than that. May yeah. or maybe that's me being more realistic. Well You see I, Rich Eisen out here pulling a six, like I definitely think I'm faster than Rich Eisen. Oh I do too, but I mean the difference between running a we as we just said, a, a six and a four nine could look like a big difference. I mean if we're not a four nine, a five nine. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I I play
0: ultimate frisbee, and when I try to run, and there's you know there's twenty five year old kids in this league that are pretty athletic, and I can run
2: okay with them. Like, I'm one of the faster guys out there. Hmm. I've never been one of the faster guys, so, but I've been in the four eight range when I was a senior in high school. That's probably pretty close to what I. What I lives. would have been, I don't, I don't know, I don't really remember. So I probably let's say I run a five-five now, because that's the only thing I will do is every once in a while, I'll be like oh, I'm going to go for a run and I'll run around. But um, I do wonders. I'll do the Hawkins diet and training regimen for two months. Right? What do you say, forty days? I'd like to test. I'd like to do the full combine next year. That's what we do, Jake, in in the spring or in the we're, winter. We're we do, do the full combine. Compounds. Yes, and then. We work out. It'd be like the average Joe combine. So you work out, and or you do the combine, and then you work out for a training regimen. This would be a great for like a sports training facility to take the average guy. Here's what his numbers were. We're gonna train him for two months. Yeah. Now look at his numbers. Yeah. I'm sure people do that. It's got to be up there somewhere. You know somewhere, what's it's really hard?
0: I tried. I tried broad jumping.
2: Oh, I can't jump.
0: It's so hard. I think my broad jump's like six feet,
2: if that. I don't even know. I, it's so awkward. Do it on the sidewalk right now. I'll probably get two blocks on the sidewalk. What is that, five feet, six feet? That'd be pretty good. That's a... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can fall forward for six feet.
0: <laughs> oh, man. What else are we going to talk about in this segment? We had
2: we had dead money? No, this is – or, yeah, I guess so. Fine. So the, one, the, the thing I hinted at earlier was uh, the Bengals are now I should pull up this so I should read it exactly unless you got it up right in front of you. Um, but the Bengals rank last in I'm looking for the time period, but in dead money since
0: my I got it, I got it. My got Twitter's
2: it. loading very slow. All right. But,
0: so from 2011 to 2018, Nick okay. Cort or Corti Corte, looked up dead money by a team. And the interesting thing about this is, I'm not sure if this is bad necessarily, Joe, but the Bengals are last. They've spent the least amount of their money on dead money since 2011. It's in, interesting to see the top 10 and bottom 10. In the company with Cincinnati is Pittsburgh second to last. Yeah, they've run very similar as the Bengals. In Many ways, actually. Yeah. Just more successfully a quarterback for the most part.
2: Right. You swap Um, Ben and who the Bengals, and, you know, the Bengals since Palmer have struggled. I shouldn't say that. That's not fair. What I mean is they haven't been as good as Ben. We did this comparison just a couple weeks ago when I was looking at these numbers. And, uh, you know, so if you swap them, you could see similar success for Cincinnati. I'm stretching it.
0: Yep, I think so. so. So there's Pittsburgh's 31 with $4 million more than the Bengals, so very, very close. And then Atlanta, Kansas City, Green Bay, Tennessee, Baltimore, Minnesota, Washington, New England. So a lot of those teams, very good.
2: Yeah, you'd like to. But you know what? When you look at Green Bay and then you look at New England, obviously those are the top quarterbacks, but then you go to the top, the teams that have wasted the most, New Orleans is number two. And, you know, there's maybe the top three quarterbacks right there. But but the
0: rest of the teams in the top ten, actually, I guess it's pretty balanced, right? So Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, Green Bay, Baltimore, New England. Those are the Super Bowl winners? No. Baltimore was, was longer ago, right?
2: And so was Pitt was a while ago. But Atlanta has gone to one. Yeah. And in the top
0: ten of most dead money, Colts, they have one, right? Manning.
2: Yes. Yeah, Um, since Seattle, since 2011. Yeah, yeah. Right. Arizona went
0: to the one. Wasn't Carson's last one since 2011?
2: Carson didn't go. That was Kurt Warner. Oh, right. Never mind. Carson was hurt. Uh, And then New Orleans, obviously. Yeah, but Seattle, right? Seattle and Indy and New Orleans. And I don't know if Indy was during since 2011 because 2012 was Andrew Luck. So it doesn't really tell you much about doesn't. Whether
0: they whether they
2: have, I feel have like I can, won or not. I can write I was, the narrative after.
0: Well, but you can't
2: really. Well, like say like Cleveland. Okay, that makes sense. They took that Brock Oswald, twenty million dollars. They've cut and turned over the roster every time they got a new coach. Makes sense why they have a lot, right? Um but then you come down to Cincinnati, why you know, so that's that's the number one team that is wasted the most. Team that has limited their their dead cap. Um Cincinnati had 19 and a half million. Why? Because really when they sign a contract, they honor the contract. That's part of their effective guarantee. That's that's really the one chip they have for why they don't throw more money at people is they say, we sign you in four years, you'll see all four years. Uh, so that makes sense.
0: Yeah. I mean, but you could say the same then for most of those teams because they're, you know, you're talking about a difference of that's, Nine years, right? So you're talking about a difference from New England at 23 to Cincinnati at 32, twelve million dollars, like one and a half million dollars of dead
2: money a year. Yeah, it's not that and much. If, and when you look though, these, I bet these would these bottom teams would seem to be some of the best drafting teams since 2011. Also, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Atlanta, KC, Green Bay, Tennessee. Uh, you know, if they would have hit, if Mariota would, if Mariota takes a step, they're back in, and they've been to a playoff game. Uh, Baltimore has consistently competed. Minnesota has been a playoff caliber team. Uh, Washington's only weird one in there. That I Washington's in the AFC well. East, so everything's weird. Yeah, NFC it's East, hard AFC. for them, right? And then New England, of course. Yeah. So you could say that maybe good drafting leads to not going out in the free agency and and dumping bad money on on players. I'm why? How, how is New Orleans that high though? Because they they do weird stuff every year to just. Yes, they keep they,
0: trying to go on runs with Breeze while he's still there.
2: I forgot about that. They're always, uh like, They're right up cap or, or renewing contracts. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Every year. Yeah. That's so right. it's interesting, and it's expected. I don't know if it tells us anything, because those bottom 10 teams in dead cap money are, are pretty good. Uh, yeah. And I think it tells us that those teams – like you said, they, they might draft a little better. They might plan a little bit better to avoid dead cap specifically.
2: We know Cincinnati wants to avoid dead cap like the plague. Right, at all costs. And that's why I say I don't want them to be last. Because if they somehow over the next eight years be, were a middle-of-the-road team, I'd say, okay, they've changed their ways. They've done some things differently. They've taken more chances. I would say that most of their dead money's probably been in the last few years, in that yeah, period. I know we've we've done this right. George Loca, Vantes Berfik, things like that, yeah. where it's just you know two and a half million, three million, which is out of the ordinary for them. And um, for them, that's like a plurality of their of yeah. their dead cat spending. Exactly. Whereas I feel like some of these teams at the top are either forced to make risky moves because they're bad, or they see a window opening and they're trying to hit it. Yep. You know, so. Some of them are just bad teams, too. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. There's 10 really good teams, 10 really bad teams, and everyone else in between, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of,
0: you know, we've talked about it, a lot of year-to-year variability, one-score games. is a pendulum that often swings back and forth. And Yep. NFL. Parody. Uh, we on the segment three, then? I think so. We it's one of my favorite this.
2: discussions, though, the next one. Yeah, it's a fun one. So we'll be
0: right back. We'll do, throw, some, throw some ad breaks in here. We'll be back. We'll talk about Madden rookie ratings. And if we think anybody has been done unjustice. unjustice? Shafted. Shafted. Blue Chew. <laughs> we'll be right back.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
2: And we are back. You know, Jake, we went to see Toy Story 4 today, before we get into the Madden ratings. Um, as a grown man with kids now, what Toy Story was from when we were kids, right? Mm-hmm. How many times is it going to make me cry before they're just done? Every time. Right. Is that what it is now? We're like, we're going to have a little bit of fun, and then we're going to punch you in the gut. See you in two years. That's, that's the Toy Story formula. Did you see Aladdin? I did not.
0: You haven't seen Aladdin yet? No. I'm uh, I'm very excited for um, Lion King. Lion King.
2: Yeah, my kids have been into Lion King hardcore. We've watched it maybe every other day lately because they. My daughter went to a play where they did Lion King, and then she's been she's wanting to watch it, and sing it, and mm. so now I wonder. You know that's kind of weird. I guess it's a classic. There's the, the the animated Lion King is perfect, and to redo it. You don't think the animated Lion King's perfect? Your oh, no, reaction I do. There? I do. Oh, that, okay. was, that was a reaction to the Madden Rookie ratings that I'm looking oh, at. Here. Okay, well, you might as well get into that instead of <laughs> ranting on movies. But for them to remake it is just, uh, I- I'm concerned. All of the remakes, well, I should
0: say two of them. Because I saw Beauty and the Beast and I saw Aladdin. I loved them both.
2: I thought Beauty and the Beast was okay. I think the animated Beauty and the Beast is fantastic.
0: I thought I thought it was pretty good. And I think the, the previews of this Lion King look great. They got
2: James Earl Jones back. Yeah, that's cool. But you know what, though? Jeremy Irons, a scar in the animated, is so, so good. I think he won an award that he year did. for that. Yeah. Yeah. So, Madden rookie ratings. The biggest
0: surprise for me.
2: I know mine, too. They're the right time. in the middle.
0: Well, okay. Stanley Morgan. No. (laughs) So I guess there's three. I I have three. There's actually a lot of surprises. I take it back. I'm surprised by many, many things. So I'll go down my list. Rodney Anderson is their fifth best rookie. Stanley Morgan is their sixth best rookie. Deshaun Davis with an 81 for speed. What? Michael Jordan at a 58 overall.
2: Okay. Yeah, Michael Jordan, 58 overall. Actually, that didn't ring a bell. My surprises are Drew Sample at a 71, considering Jonah Williams is a 72. For me, they couldn't have been more opposite ends of the spectrum. Is this great afterwards? You adjust it after they're drafted? I think that's weird.
0: Um, so, to be fair, Jonah Williams is their top rookie tackle, and Drew Sample's like, their fifth rookie tight end. Okay. Then something's weird there. Something needs to be I think, adjusted. I think they have some weird ratings changes there's, I don't I, know. Somebody that knows more about Madden than me commented on
2: it. I think we should get someone that knows more on here. Someone who, who potentially has a hand in ratings. I'd love to talk to them and talk to them specifically about the Bengals. Once do are the, the full roster is not out though, right? No, just the rookies. Right. So when maybe we, when we get closer to that, we can have more but discussion. Who, who,
0: who is that?
2: All, I mean, I remember the guy who used to do the ratings. Donnie Moore was his name, or my off on that. Um, Called himself the ratings czar. Mm. But I don't know who does not now. Mm. I used to you know, care, but now I don't. Uh, but I, I do enjoy ratings. But people have said that it's a whole new system this year. So what yeah. used to be a 70 isn't, you know, maybe we need to reevaluate how we feel about this. Maybe they're just creating a larger variance or a larger gap between the tiers.
0: Because the highest graded rookie was an 80, which was uh, the Alabama Quinn and Williams. Yeah,
2: that makes sense. That's fine. Mm-hmm. So it, it looks like, and they're getting all the way down into the 50s with draftable guys in the fourth round, Ryan Finley at 56. Yeah, that seems... They're, they're like, really trying to spread it out.
0: That seems quite low.
2: Yeah. Because so, like, isn't isn't as low as
0: it goes, like 50?
2: No, they can go... They, you you For can see guys highs? in the 40s. In the, yeah, you used to see guys in the 40s. Now maybe if it's a new system, we'll see that more often. Somebody wrote about it. Well, maybe we should read that. Well, maybe we will, and, and we can pick this back up. But sample being a seventy-one to Jonah seventy-two. So, if we were to say, okay, well, Jonah being the top tackle is to seventy-two, and this wasn't a wasn't a there wasn't a stud tackle in this class, right? There were some good ones, but I think and, and reason- I think
0: that they were generous on Jonah Williams' agility based on his testing mm. compared to Drew Sample's athletic numbers. Here, he had an eighty-two speed, eighty-seven acceleration, eighty agility, and seventy-one strength for Sample. They gave Williams 69 speed, 80 acceleration, 71 agility, 84 strength. Okay. So I think they might have even been generous with Jonah Williams' agility based on his testing.
2: I love that you're bringing up the individual stuff because this is a big thing for me and I'd love it one day. Or if they put it in the actual game, I I would have unended amounts of fun or more fun, I should say. Is if they hid or give me an option to hide the overall rating. Mm-hmm. I think I want the individual rating. I don't mm-hmm. want the overall. I think the overall makes it worse. Is if I'm looking at it and I need a new starting running back, and I got a guy who's a 77 and a guy who's a 75, I'm going to give that guy 77 a 77 a chance to play first. Now, I will look into it and say, well, I may want the guy who's faster. I may want the guy who can catch better, yada, yada. But that's the difference what difference like, on. The difference is like awareness. Because awareness right. has such a big impact on their overall ratings. Right. I should want to go out to practice and actually do the practices and feel the differences between these guys and yeah. say, well, I don't care that guy's a 71, this guy's a 77. This 71 moves better. He yeah. fits me better, and yeah. I think I can win with him. They've and done
0: some of that with, like, scheme, fit.
2: Yeah. But it it's, it's, not,
0: it's not, like, it'd be cool if they could just, you know, shut off the overall
2: right. altogether. Close off the overall and let me focus on what they yeah. do and what they can't do yeah. rather than make the decision for me with that overall grade. That'd be fun. Yeah, it's interesting
0: actually looking at this. Ryan Finley got the second low second lowest awareness out of all the Bengals rookies as a quarterback. Huh? So I don't know what's They've going on. They've adjusted
2: for camp notes already.
0: Uh, maybe. Maybe. Because <laughs> right. he, he threw like 18 picks in camp. Right. Because they look terrible. But I don't know why Michael Jordan's 58. That seems weird. I feel like fourth round guard,
2: you know, mid 60s makes more sense to me. And I was going to say, does this correlate with PFF or something? Are they leaning heavily on those? And then you see Ronald Renn at a 68, and you go, nope, nope, because not at they all. were not fans of him at all in terms no. of production. Yeah. And, and Deshaun
0: Davis at a 64. Yeah. I, I think right. they were very generous with Deshaun Davis' speed. He ran about a 4.8. Yes, and well, he, has he an, should
2: be a 65 speed. He should and be he's barely a, average.
0: He's got an 84 for his acceleration. Jermaine Pratt, who ran a 4.5, right? Guys has, has an yep. 88 for acceleration and an 86 for oh, speed. Oh, nice.
2: Ooh, that's so, fun. I mean, those make sense to me, though. Yes, but I, I'm just excited to add a little bit of speed to yeah. that defense. Oh, yeah, for sure. Linebacker's uh, been a sore thumb for a long time.
0: The fastest players for the Bengals as rookies: there's Ronnie Anderson at an 89, Travion Williams at an 89, and Jordan Brown, the corner, at an 89.
2: I, you mentioned, <laughs> I, I going to get off your face here as I'm watching it, as you hold in a burp. But uh, <laughs> it's tough. It's it, tough podcast, and it's tough. Yeah. I'm laughing over here, but Rodney Anderson being a 67. So to put that into context, if you're just listening and you haven't seen these, so Jonah Williams 72, Drew Sample 71. I know he said you already said he's the fifth highest, but after that it's Jermaine Pratt and Renell Ren at 68, all the way down to Rodney Anderson at 67. And we've said, I mean, everyone's said he could have been a second round pick if he was fully healthy. So I wonder if injury and durability and toughness to, and those you know three grades they use for to to factor in all that um, don't weigh heavily in the overall grade. If you go
0: to the Madden website, you can actually break it down and see all of the individual ratings. Mm-hmm. But you have to, like, click each one to see. Yeah, but well,
2: how do they impact, right? Oh, well, every... yeah.
0: Well, but but like you said, we could go look. We could go look at Drew Samples, run block
2: finesse, run block power. Sure. We could see this is what they think of him. And that's what it's got to be for him, why he's so high. Uh, I was just going to say, because uh, just like when we developed a grading system, Each one's got to be weighted differently by position.
0: Maybe Drew Sample has a 99 for catching because he never dropped a pass. That's true. Maybe they did give him a high hands rating. Hard to say.
2: Yeah, hard to say. Also,
0: A.J. Green talked about how good he runs routes. Maybe they gave him some route running.
2: That'd be interesting (laughs) considering he ran just a drag and a hook.
0: Yeah, maybe it is a lot of camp notes. Who knows? But the Madden ratings are out. You can go check them out on the Madden website. You can get into those nitty-gritty details. Maybe we'll do some follow-up. There's an article on ESPN, apparently, that talked about the Madden ratings and referred to our friend Math Bomb. Oh, really? So maybe they're using some of his combine aggregations of data. Well, that'd I didn't, be I didn't, awesome. I didn't get a chance to read the article, but I did see that, that the ESPN article mentioned him.
2: Yeah, Kent Lee Platt. Follow him if you don't at Math Bomb. We used mm-hmm. him a ton this year.
0: He actually started a thread today, uh, and he he did a thread on, on rookie ratings. This is really interesting. So Quentin Williams, um, 78 speed. He matches that against you know the 483, the elite defensive tackle stuff. Ed Oliver has a 81 for speed, and uh, he ran faster. So it makes sense. So Makes far, sense. so good. Nick Bosa got a seventy-nine for speed. Uh, he was a four-seven-nine, so just a little bit faster than Quinton Williams.
2: But different position, though, right? So that should be is 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 a seventy-nine. See, this is this is why I'd like someone out. Is a seventy-nine equal between quarterback, wide receiver, defensive line, and yes. linebacker?
0: Yes, it is. The, the
2: speed is not a
0: relative number. It's 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 an absolute for everybody. Okay. Let's see if we get anything here on uh... so oh, TJ Hawkinson. Maybe. Sorry, I misspoke earlier. TJ Hawkinson is the highest-rated rookie in Madden. You knew it. Overall. Elite blue no. chip nope. TJ Hawkinson. Top-rated offensive doing, rookie. Top-rated okay.
2: offensive rookie. Reading is hard. I, I see. You're getting me. I, I am hanging on every word here. All my emotions are riding on. on I don't have time for errors and mistakes. They gave DK Metcalf an 81 for agility, which Kent Lee Platt says is way too high. Yeah, it should be like a 65. But what if 81 is like the bottom for wide receiver? Then no. See, that's when it's not an absolute, right? Because they're probably comparing no. to other positions or other players at the same position. Yeah, but but I think that like when you're looking at... I think you just look at the raw number. Here's what I'm saying. So like a defensive end... That has okay agility gets an eighty, but DK Metcalf that gets terrible agility gets an eighty. Yeah,
0: you know what it, I'm saying? It
2: should be lower, is what Kent Lee Platt saying. Well, I agree if it's an absolute rating across the and board. And I think
0: it should be for 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 the raw athleticism
2: stuff. No, I agree. I think that would make me feel the game. I, I agility and acceleration, change of direction, is really what I feel like. Needs to be adjusted in Madden more, based on yeah. previous games, because I only yeah. played about maybe ten total games last year.
0: Well, and how much do these things really
2: translate? Right. Well, you can use sliders to if it if it doesn't translate enough, you can slide it more yeah, so that I you know. feel faster there's or just, more agile.
0: There's just and I don't mean individual make, rating. I mean overall for the game. There's just nothing that's going to make Madden actually feel like football.
2: Well, there's a fine line between simulation and fun, right? Yeah,
0: but, like, the the way that stuff gets simulated is not fun. Because, like, the same stuff works
2: over and over and over. Agreed. So they they toe the line of, we want to be a simulation because we want it to be playable, like actual football. And try to toe the line of fun to where, yeah, this play works, so what? And that's okay if it's like we're playing Blitz and there's only six plays to choose from when there's 80 plays in your playbook and four of them work and you know they work so you keep going to them, well, that is not simulation. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's kind of hard to balance that. And that's I'm it. not – I don't want to defend them because I think when there was competition out there for the NFL rights, that's when we got our best games. Bring back competition. Yes. That's, that's the moral of the story. Joe's a capital. For today's episode. Competition good. Competition is good in this You case. love If you're a consumer, competition is good. You love competition. I saw you say that. I'm not competitive.
0: <laughs> Look at him. Sneaky argument. He thinks he's so sneaky. He's so proud of himself.
2: Ah, Jake, you agree. I think you just try to disagree for fun. Is that yeah. what you are? What is the word My
0: mom would agree with you. Oh, she would? <laughs> <laughs> I was a debater in high school. That'll do it for the Lockdown Bengals podcast today. Tomorrow right. we'll be back. Uh, it'll be Wednesday's episode, so not a mailbag, but we'll probably take a couple of questions. We have some more counting down to kick off to do. And that's, that's about it. It's early July. We're three weeks away from, from training camp.
2: Here we are. Let's go. I'm ready for camp. I, I'm surprised we're halfway there when we said six weeks originally.
0: Yeah, we've, we've done pretty well. Anyway, you can find the podcast on Himalaya, Google, iTunes, Spotify, more places. We're brought to you by Bluetooth today. Until next time, Bengals fans, have a good one.
1: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.